0: Impact, income and influence. Welcome back everyone to Grow Your Impact, Income and Influence, the number one show online for helping you reach millions of people. Today we have an agency owner, but I hesitate to call it an agency because it's actually business development. It goes way beyond just getting you leads showing you how to close those leads, showing you how to grow your business, something that I think everybody needs. It's something that honestly, when I had my agency, I didn't do very well at, which is why I shut down the agency. Um, I am super excited to share with you today. Eric Ribello, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Um, And you are in sunny California. We're here in Austin. It's cold today. People are getting snow. You're living the dream life, right? You got the beach outside. I hope <laughs> you know.
1: Um, as far as that goes, right now, a little too cold to enjoy the beach. But I am looking forward to March when it comes around and I can get back because the beach is probably one of my favorite areas. I'm, I'm more of a city kind of beach person rather than kind of like farmhouse in the middle of the woods. So I can't wait for it to to get a little sunnier again.
0: Nice. So so Eric you started your agency a little over four years ago. Take us back to like, how does one get good at websites and ads and closing and all the things that you're doing for business development? Because I think, especially in today's marketplace, everyone has heard like, I'm an agency. I can get you a ton of leads, but we need to know why we can trust you. So like, tell us where did you come from? How did you get to where you are? Yeah.
1: So I have a Kind of a similar background. I feel like a lot of people in in my generation, where I was on the path to go to college to get a job. Uh, the major that I was pursuing was kind of computer science, computer information systems. I was in that area, and then I just kind of figured out that my personality isn't that level of like kind of engineering. Like I am pretty technical and analytical, but there's I, I've always kind of found myself in the middle between creative and kind of like analytical and logical and technical and. I I was like, okay, let me change my major to something that's maybe a little bit more in the middle. So I just basically fell onto business and I was like, okay, let me try the business major. And when doing, when going through that, I learned different things about business from, uh, you know, my professors and things like that. But a lot of my professors didn't really have the like skills or knowledge that I wanted because they've never run a business. So uh, I was actually inspired by one of my uh, accounting teachers when I was in college and he actually had a seven figure business. And I would listen to everything that he would say. All of the students in the class would listen to every word and write down stuff because it was actually like useful. And we, he would go on these tangents and talk about how, you know, just talk about the business and like, not even talk about accounting at this point. And uh, it was really cool and. I I enjoyed that class a lot more than most of them, and and, uh, but what was happening ultimately in college was with me was I was so interested in so many other things that I I was getting good grades and I was fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but I was just not paying attention as much and just found myself researching things online of stuff I actually wanted to learn rather than whatever was happening in the classroom. So uh, it got to the point to where, you know, I was spending the majority of the time on my laptop on my phone in class and not even really you know paying attention to what the teacher was saying. And after that, I I had people in my life that kind of, uh, I guess, convinced me because I was complaining all the time being like, you know, I don't want to be in class. I'm not really learning stuff I really care about. It seems like a waste of time. And I was working at the time as well. So I was like, okay, these people helped me like realize, okay, I can stop college and I can, you know, go work and kind of figure it out. So then I stopped college, went into work. And then what happened at work was I... I was a manager of a retail location. And when I would try and put things in place to try and improve my store quality with acquiring more customers or making processes more efficient, the, uh, the protocol That my managers were following, even though they said those are good ideas, we can't do that just because that's not what the protocol is. And I'm like, but it's a good idea and it's making the store better. And they said, well, that's too bad, right? So what ended up happening was I left that as well. I was just fully on my own. I had nothing. And uh, I realized You know, maybe I should pick something that I actually like to do. So I started thinking about when I was younger, what did I like to do? And I really always loved like media and kind of like psychology and how people work and all these things. So I stumbled upon like, okay, let me, like, I I used to make websites and take photos and make videos and things like that. So then, like, why don't I get into something like that? So um, I ended up finding some clients for free to do their ads and websites and things like that. And I just kind of like learned along the way all the stuff that I didn't know at the time. And I had clients uh, that I worked with for free for about nine months. And you know, if you hear people talk about, you know, oh, work for free, usually they do it for like a month or two. I did it for nine months to make sure that I could like, fully get results and like, understand those clients' businesses to their core. And it all had the same kind of problem that was coming up over and over again of they needed leads, they needed something or they needed like traffic to get you know, attention. They needed something to convert the traffic and then they need help kind of on the back end to try and like close any leads that they get. So that problem just kept coming up over and over again because I was handling everything and it was kind of stressful. But uh, after those nine months, I finally asked my clients, I was like, Hey, so I've been working with you guys for a while now. I feel pretty confident in everything. Uh, Can we go ahead and set up a paid agreement? And they're like, yeah, of course. Like, why didn't you ask earlier? Because we're getting a bunch of results from what you're doing. And I was like, Oh, well, didn't even really think to ask until this point. So it was, it was good to hear, but then, then uh, I started getting, you know, paid from, from those clients and then have just grown ever since and learned, I keep on learning more and more, but I really like psychology and how people work and just marketing in general, because I think it's a huge facet of growing a business because if no one knows about your business, you're not getting attention, you're not getting sales, then your business is declining. Revenue is, is like is like oxygen, you know what I mean? So that's kind of my, my origin story for that. And now I'm uh, just growing my business even more and trying to get into different ventures and endeavors and all that type of stuff
0: nice so i mean the there there's a lot in that story i mean my it's really funny because i have a i took business classes in college too i had read rich dad poor dad and i gave it to one of them to read and he came back and was like yeah business doesn't work like that and i was like that's funny because you don't have a business a year <laughs> later i was making about 300,000 a year in my business and he took me to lunch he was like i told like he told me i couldn't do it and i was like well i'm gonna do it anyway right then he's like how did you do that i was like you're the business professor like your theory is all great but if you're not doing it you're not doing it it's awesome that you had a professor that was that actually had a business and of course everybody listened to him because he's got real world knowledge right mm-hmm. it's probably probably very well versed um the other thing that i want to call out is working for free so i think that is where everybody has to start i they always say like don't work for free no you should go work for like work for free, get results, make sure that the person that you're helping understands that you're doing it for free for a set amount of time in order to get results in order to get testimonials. I mean, that is definitely a way to go. And if you, in your case, if you're working for a professional service provider of some kind and they see results, they will be more than happy to pay you Mm -hmm. because that's that's their lifeblood. They don't, they're in the business of doing their thing. If they're a lawyer and the, they're in the business of being a lawyer, they don't want to mess with the marketing. If they're dentists. They don't know anything about marketing. They want somebody who can handle that. I know several people that we've interviewed across our hundred plus episodes have said the exact same thing. That's how I got started way back in the day. Somebody wanted to hold an event and I had held a couple of events for myself and I said, yes, we'll hold an event for you for free. I just want a split on the back end if that works for you. That way I'm invested. And that Mm -hmm. took off running. I mean, that's how you work. And if you're not willing to do that, then I would question how badly you really want a business. Um, So let's talk a little bit about business development, because the thing that I think is really interesting about what you do is you handle not just getting the leads, but how to close the leads, how to train their staff. You build a course that actually walks your client's team through how to close, how to service customers, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Like how did, cause I'm guessing you just started with ads and then once ads started going, you ran into the problem of leads not closing, but how do you make sure the leads close? Make sure that your customers are happy.
1: Yeah, it's funny. My business has come from just trying to solve problems as they come. And it really just started with ads and posting on their social media. And then organic reach dipped and all these different things. So then ads became infinitely more important, obviously. And then uh, what I realized was, okay, I was sending Facebook and Google and Instagram, YouTube ad traffic to websites. And then these websites weren't converting. So then I was like, okay, like I've defined the problem now. Now I need to help with the websites to make sure that they're converting and they're they're good. So then I did that. Then I realized, okay, the leads will be converted from the... traffic, but then all of a sudden the business owner doesn't have the time to follow up with them or there needs to be a quick like automated system via email and text to follow up with the leads. Then put that in place. Then when uh, I realized, okay, when they actually get on the phone with the uh, the leads, they need to understand how to close them because their closing rate was was too low or whatever it was. Got to solve that problem. So it's just one of those things where each problem that comes up, I've just decided, okay, I'm going to take this on. I realized that even though it's not completely my fault, I'm going to act like it's my fault and my responsibility to try and help them with whatever problem in the system that it's having. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, um, yeah, it just really comes down to that. And then as far as even training uh, them on like sales stuff, you have to make it extremely simple, you know? So I really just think about when you're on a sales call, it just comes down to like discovery questions and handling objections and then like closing statements. So that's pretty much what I
0: teach them. Do you get, I mean, what does the average business that you work with, how much do they grow due to just having those systems in place? Cause I know from working with chiropractors, from working with dentists <coughs> and from working with med spas, most of them don't do any of those things well. They get a bunch of inbound leads. They don't even answer the phone half the time or respond Mm -hmm. to the emails. Like what kind of results are you seeing for customers that you work with?
1: I mean, it depends on obviously the industry and their profit margins and all that type of stuff. But usually like minimum, like 3X ROI is kind of like the average because like at minimum, like I'll even talk about one client uh, I had. This is not typical results, but uh, it was a B2B technology company. They, um, they had a service that was roughly 250,000 to $2 million in per year in revenue that they would sell to enterprise uh, clients. And they were basically getting leads on, on uh, LinkedIn and all that. And then when the leads would come in, (coughs) sorry, excuse me, (coughs) hopefully we can cut that out. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So they would uh, sell the leads that came in and then they would just get like a 27, 28 X ROI on the leads that were coming from LinkedIn just because their profit margin was so high. So that's not typical, but somewhere around three X ROI is like a pretty good uh, number three, four, five, like around that, because the traffic that's coming in, you have to make a compelling offer in the first place. Then the uh, landing pages in, in like where the leads actually convert, that has to be compelling as well. Then... The text message and email follow-up campaigns have to be educational enough to make their clients trust them enough to actually get on the phone with them. Then when they get on the phone, again, they have to know how to close and all that. So it's a whole process, but I would say the results are better than most people or most
0: agencies that would just do ads because they're not really helping with like the whole system. Well, that's that is the thing, right? I mean, so many agencies one that maybe the ads they run aren't even that great but then they get the ads dialed in somewhat so they start getting leads but then the business doesn't know how to close leads doesn't know how to move forward with that um also you're talking about text so text is becoming more and more popular Uh, i would love to do you have any numbers that you can share around text as far as like how much does that up conversion how much does that up engagement um what's the average average ROI for text? Like it's kind of a hot button right now. I know a lot of people are talking about it. We use it in webinars to drive people to the webinar, to drive people back. Um, We use it to just drop curiosity hooks on people, but some people really don't want to use it. So I'd love to hear kind of your insights into the text game. Yeah. So like,
1: with text message i've seen crazy like open rates at least you know i mean so as far as yeah. like email open rates goes you know typical is what like 20 percent or something like that now text message open rates are like 70 80 percent so like obviously your conversions are going to go through the roof for that again it, it ranges depending on like whatever industry and stuff but uh, most of the time because you know everybody's clenching their phones 24 7 they always have it on them it's a tool that you can use to communicate with them at any time, anywhere, rather than, you know, some people only check their email a couple times a day. They have so many emails in there that it's just too crazy to even go through. But text messages, people most likely open all their text messages. Um, so for me, it's, it's been really good to see clients using that because they can create also a two-way channel that's very quick. So when they send out these, uh, these text messages, these people can respond and say, Hey, like I have a question about this. And with our backend system, they can basically respond to text messages right there. And it's not even like directly from a phone. It's from like their computer. Dashboard. So it just makes it easier to communicate.
0: Nice. The, have you gotten any, something that I heard back when I had the agency, which we shut it down in 2017 um, was my staff will never do that. Have you ever ever, run into any issues with clients having their staff, you know, I, there's no way I'll be able to answer all the texts or there's no way I'll be able to use that script on the phone. Have you ever heard any of that stuff and how do you deal with it?
1: The, yeah, I've heard about like, you know, oh, we won't have the time to do that. And my response usually is just like, how bad do you want to grow your business then? Cause like, I mean, like I, I don't typically work with business owners that have, have, you know, kind of, I guess, just to put it bluntly excuses like that, like, it's kind of just like, do you want to grow it? Or do you believe in it or not? Because there's there is a there's an element of okay, if you don't believe that text messages will work, then okay, like I'll help I'll help educate you to like figure out or help you figure out why it'll work for your business. But ultimately, you know, that like communicating with your leads more is going to convert more people into customers. So like, what's the issue? You know what I mean? So with that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the script thing, I've heard more, right? Because they're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy or anything like that on the phone. And it's like, okay, the way that we do it, we don't, we're not being salesy. It's basically asking questions
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: can um, uncover what their prospects' true problems are, and then talk about that with them and really be open and honest, and then have closing statements and objection handlers to that that are all ethical and with integrity. So we've, we've kind of heard that thing, you know, of like, oh, we don't want to be salesy and stuff like that. Or, you know, oh, we don't have time for, you know, keeping up Love with that. all this type of stuff. But yeah. I just basically say, like, you have to make time. Or like, I mean, your competitors are already making the time to follow up with the leads and do better and create better landing pages and create better advertisements, have more compelling offers, use better scripts with their clients. So like, do you want to keep up with them or do you want to be left behind? That's kind of my, my thing.
0: Nice. So if people wanted to learn more about your agency, if they wanted to talk to somebody about what you could do for them, because I know there are probably some people listening that are like, I could definitely use that. How can they get in touch with you? What Do you have any resources to share?
1: Yeah. So I have a YouTube channel, podcast, you know, all that type of stuff. It's just Eric Ribello. You can go to my website, ericribello.com. There's a form on there you can schedule or, you know, like fill out a form to like uh, speak with me and I'll be straightforward and honest with you. If I, if I can help you, if we can't help you, if for whatever reason, we're not a good fit, I can point you to resources and things that can help you. Um, Next year, I am coming out with some additional resources. Like I do want to come out with a book um, that basically explains our philosophy. And if, you know, someone, quite isn't at that revenue level to like afford us yet, then I can give them the book and hopefully they can do something for themselves and then come back to us. But
0: yeah, just Eric Cabello. Nice. Awesome. So the last question that I'll finish up with is what is one mistake that high high value service-based business owners are making that you see over and over again that you think is something easy to fix, something that they could correct, but maybe they've got a blind spot to it. What is something that you see as a challenge that they have?
1: Uh, So I'll give a more personal development answer and then I'll give them a business answer. So the personal development answer is I think uh, most people could improve on the clarity and consistency of their goals. So <clears throat> being even clear on what they want in the first place. Like it's okay to say that you only want to make $5 million a year instead of $10 million, $10 million a year. <clears throat> if that's really your goal, then that's your goal. There's nothing wrong with it. Right? So get clear on what you actually want and also being able to like increase your goal. You know, also like if people say, Oh, like, my business has been stuck at 5 million a year. It's like, well, okay, why can't you get to 10? You know, like break. (coughs) Sorry. Um, Just break those beliefs, you know, to be able to get to that higher number. And then consistency. It's much better to do something every day for a little bit of time than to do something once a week for like a longer period of time. That's what I've noticed is like humans are just much better at being consistent in that way. um, And you actually get more done. So there's that. The business answer I can't really give like an easy fix, but what I will say is a lot of business owners focus on the one thing to fix the problem. And if you can just really accept that it's not just one thing (laughs) um, and it's going to be a little bit more difficult than like what you think, that's okay. Business is about overcoming adversity and whoever can overcome adversity and give the most value to their, their clients, right? Is the one who wins. So be strong and realize that you have to get a compelling offer in your ads and push it out into the marketplace. You have to have resources and things that people can come to and be attracted to to convert them into people that are interested in your service. Then you have to follow up with those people and educate them on your service. <laughs> then when you actually get more because you have to realize there's so much noise and stimulus in the market. That you have to cut through all of that and when you finally get on the phone with someone it's the last mile to really be like okay you you trust my system whatever your service provides right and you trust our company we have case studies and testimonials all these different things and then just guiding them to working with you so it's like it's a whole process if you don't have that whole process ultimately it's going to be really tough for you to scale and and, in the future. And right now, because everything is getting more difficult or it's not, it, it's getting more difficult, but it, it's just thing. It's more like things are changing and you just have to rise to the occasion and do all the things
0: that are necessary or you'll fall behind. That's, I mean, that is really it. Like you have to be willing to do all the different things. It's really funny. I mean, I'm a, a student of history, like looking back 25 years ago, you, I mean, if you had a website in the beginning, 99, 98, Like you were way ahead of the curve. No one was even looking for it. Like you, you you were way ahead, but you could like that grew your business, but then that became normal place. And you had to go a step further. You had to have a mobile website, then you had to have an app, then you had to have like, and we're adding that. And the thing is that if you want to be successful in business, you have to be able to compete on that level, which means you need to do things. Um, it's not as easy as it used to be, unfortunately, but if you're an action taker and you're somebody who follows through and does things, you'll be very successful. Um, thanks so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us, Eric. Um, it was really cool to hear your journey and hear about how you serve people. We'll make sure if you guys want to connect with Eric, all of his links will be in the show notes underneath this episode. Just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on.
1: I really appreciate it. And you had uh, you had good questions. I really liked it. So yeah, and leave your favorite moment or favorite piece of information, I guess, in the comments as well. I'm really interested to know. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Eric. And to everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.